Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Post Post Podcast. With me, as always, is my buddy Chris Ronan. Um, yeah. So how how are we feeling tonight? Good. The Post to Post Postseason Podcast. Yeah. Oh, I like that one. Yeah. Yep. Right. Might need to rename this one. Yeah. Got the first round up and running. It's uh been kind of a gong show. A little bit of a battle. I a like lot of it. animosity in these matchups. Mm-hmm. I didn't think there would be a lot of rivalries here, but apparently. Uh, the Bruins-Panthers is becoming a pretty fast rivalry, as well as the Minnesota Wild and the Dallas Stars. Yep, and then you got the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, yep. Lightning fucking going out, and oh man, I like it. It's just like a, it's this first round, just like, just fucking get it, get it out of each other's throats, because mm-hmm. I don't think you're going to see this later down the road. I think once you get to like the conference finals and Stanley Cup finals, you know, you want to stay out of the box, so so it's uh, it's been nice enjoying like this first round of uh, fucking... New rivalries kind of blowing up here. So yeah, even Edmonton LA is looking good too. It's it's pretty nice right now. I'm liking how much hockey there is every night. Four games, four yeah. games of like games that matter. People that give a shit. Good yeah. teams, good hockey. Yeah, you fucking you nailed it uh, last week or the week before where you just like there was when we were talking about the matchups. We were like there is not one single matchup I just like don't care about. Like, right. Every game, every matchup, every like. Yeah, again, every game is just like holy shit. Like I can't can't wait for this, you know? It's just so good. I feel like most postseasons there's like one matchup that you're like I could probably like do without this one. Yeah. The only one like I was looking forward to Carolina and the New York Islanders, but that one's been a bit of a snooze fest, I think, mm-hmm. personally. A little but. bit. I mean, we we're, t- were just we were just watching the um Oilers Kings game and that was kind of just bit of a snooze fest. This yeah, I think they night. were like about to end the first period and there were only nine shots on goals uh yep. for both like both teams together, you know. Yeah. And that was like I have a lot of neutral zone play. Got the weird goal in front, right? Yeah. Kind of a kind of a weird. I do like seeing um I, I do like seeing what the fuck's uh, Will Farrell in the stands with like uh, the face paint yeah, going. Yeah. I realize how hardcore of a fan that dude was. He's diehard for sure. Fucking love it. Um, but this is going to be all, all, all playoff episode. Um, it's just, it's been a lot. It's been a lot. It's been a great week. It's been a busy week. It's, uh, it's been a lot. I don't know how to break it down, but I guess we could talk about, uh, I guess matchup versus matchup because, um, I feel like each, each matchup has like a story to it, I should say. Um, so Want to start in the West and kind of like really break down what you've seen versus what I've seen uh, with the Wild and Stars? Yeah, I know we're, we're just we're literally just watching them, but um, do you have any personal takes with the Wild versus Stars? Yeah, I thought Game One was incredible. Double overtime, fifty-one saves for Philip Gustafsson in a three-to-two final. Uh, really good. Obviously, you know the Stars. I guess Stars came out to play mm-hmm. um, in both games. I mean, they didn't really get it done in Game One, but Game Two came out seven to three final. There, we're actually recording right now, Friday the twenty-first. Yeah. Uh, the game right now is three to one Wild. You can hear it in my voice that uh, I'm a, a little under the weather as usual. It seems like once a month now. I'm just yeah. My my, my voice has just gone to shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think this has been a very high-flying game, and I do think the weirdest storyline of this is the goaltending situation for the Minnesota Wild. Yep. The fact that they're sticking with their regular season plan of splitting the net between Gustafsson and Fleury um, and just leading with that in the playoffs, like this is probably the first time that we've seen you know a 1A, 1B tandem mm-hmm. take their strategy into the playoff, and we'll see how it pans out for them, but I don't know. It would be interesting to see like a goalie tandem lift a cup, don't you think? Yeah, it. Uh, yeah, that, that kind of was weird to see, definitely. I think uh, Flory for sure was kind of like a, 
a uh, a weird one to put in after he got fucking just torched the other night. So, and I think they said Gustafsson. No, I'm sorry, I'm getting stats mixed up. But Gustafsson was playing very well leading into the postseason, and like it kind of looked like they were going to lead with him. Yeah, they did in game one, but they put Flurry in in game two, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. And then Gustafsson's back tonight. Yep. And he's been playing fucking stellar as of recording now. Um, what what are we looking at? Three to one, Wild. Yep. The Wild are up three to one. Um, and the series is tied currently one one. So Mm that would be a two one. Little pickup there for the Minnesota Wild, which is great. Uh, I think this, this, I don't know what the fuck I said for this series. Did I say seven? Yeah, you have the uh, Dallas Stars taking it in six. I have Minnesota in seven. Oh, wow. But I don't have uh, who picked which series. You know what I mean? Mm. So we have to fade each other because of our uh, little bet that we have going. Yep. Um, <clears throat> one thing I loved about this Wild series, which I'd say just watching it. Was the uh, it's the Matt Boldy and Ryan Reeves like combo going on like holy shit like just two both them on the ice like this someone or two peep two other players that's gonna be fucking targeted and man alive are they just like not gonna hold back either it's just like they're the real so the real thorn in the side of like this fucking Dallas team right now and holy shit like one you gotta get by them if you want to uh, if you want to make any chances and I don't think you're gonna get by Revo whatsoever he's gonna fucking tear you a pot limb from limb. Yeah, I think Matt Boldy's made a nice name for himself in the second half of the year. He's really stepped up when Kirill Kaprizov was out for a little bit. He's back in for the playoffs, obviously. Um, the other little dust-up that I like to mention here uh, tonight was Matt Dumba and Mason Marchment just getting under each other's skin, just like burying each other in oh, the yeah. boards and, and just yeah. getting in each other's grill all game long. So um, definitely cool to see some rivalry sparked again there. Yeah, I don't know how the fuck Marshman's still skating. There was one, um, he got buried into literally his own bench. And just the way his, like, back bent, I was like, oh, mm. God, that just looks so fucking bad. But these guys can these guys can take it. But uh, it's been, again, another just hell hell of a series, I would say. But let's, uh, let's jump into the Golden Knights versus Winnipeg Jets here. Um, this is a, mm, what I say, shocking? It's almost like what I thought it would be. Um, and you, you have the Vegas Golden Knights taking this, right? Uh, I have the Vegas Golden Knights in six, and you have Winnipeg in six. In six, yep. <clears throat> it's been a great series. I uh, Last night, it's Friday, yeah, so Thursday, last night was a interesting game, to say the least. It started off with Connor Hellebuck with this insane glove save that to was like, start the game, and I was like, this is just Connor Hellebuck. This is just what he does in the playoffs. And I was just like, oh, yeah, that's right. It's just going to be a fucking brick wall. He's going to help these guys out. And then he just kind of just, I wouldn't say shit the bed. It was just like, it was bad tips. It was, what's the word I'm looking for? It was just like wrong place, wrong time, good <coughs> random tips in front, and uh, just a bad loss on their end. I mean, 5-2 to two, um, loss for uh, the Winnipeg Jets here, but... Uh, I, I could definitely see Connor Hellbuck like come back around. You know, it's, it's not going to be like that through, throughout the entire series. But with that said, Vegas Golden Knights look really fucking good against the, the Winnipeg Jets team. But that's with that being said, they're at home as well. You know. Yeah, I think um, Vegas and Jack Eichel are going to be very revved up to play. Mark Stone is back for the team. Um, I think the the one 
X factor for the Winnipeg Jets is definitely going to be Connor Hellebuck, just how he plays. Uh, just so you listeners know, Game 1 was a 5-1 final for the Winnipeg Jets, mm-hmm. and Game 2 was a 5-2 final for the Golden Knights. Mm-hmm. Uh, one little snippet that I saw online that I thought was kind of funny is the Golden Knights took off all of the pedals of the pedal bikes outside <laughs> of the uh, Winnipeg Jets locker room, so they didn't uh, get just to ride the bike it. before the game. <laughs> There was uh, what was it spit and chiclets? There, there was there was someone you saw me is like a year ago plus, but as soon as I saw this post, like I was reminded that someone in the IHL talked about how common this is. I guess like if like for the away team especially, like I was hearing shit like where uh, their runway to get to the ice guys would just like lay down like sand. Yeah, and yeah. They'd have to step Fucked in up. it. Yeah, some like crazy shit to like, and I'm I'm shocked like it's just like a thing that no one really like gets in trouble for they're just like hey you can't fucking do this there's no security <laughs> so you can just take off the pedals i just almost feel like if you do it if you're the one to start stir it up and start it like why wouldn't you as the other team just entirely match what they just did to you like yeah right. all right cool you cool. want to do that to us that's fine but guess what you're not gonna get to ride the bike when you're in winnipeg now right, right. or you're gonna have sand on your fucking skates when we you're stepping down the ice in winnipeg too you know right right exactly. so it's like you, you can kind of mirror it a little bit but i just don't think a lot of teams do no no, I don't think so. But classy organi- organization like Vegas, I could see it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I'm super excited to see Jack Eichel in the playoffs. This is actually one series that I really haven't tuned into at all. Um, I was down and out, I think it was Wednesday night. I literally hit the sack at, like, 8 o'clock and woke up at 7 the next day ready to go. Um, <laughs> and then I skated last night, so I didn't get to watch too much then. Um, but, yeah. What's your take on uh, Lauren Persuahe and that? <clears throat> I thought it was nuts that you wouldn't go with the veteran experience and presence of Jonathan Quick. I, I just, I didn't get it. Like, yes, he's been great, but didn't he, like, taper off a little bit towards the end? Like, I thought when Quick came over and the team was 10-2 and two through 12, like, that kind of showed, like, who should be going, right. you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, let's say they get through and they end up meeting the LA Kings whenever they would in the bracket. Like, are you not going to play Jonathan Quick against his old team? Like, you have to have that storyline, don't you? Yeah. I, and, like, if, if you're starting with Brassois and you get there and he's still running hot, like, you, you're not just going to be like, all right, it's Quick's turn, you know? Yeah, right. Uh, I felt in this game, too, I sent you a post. Uh, I don't know why, but Jonathan Quick was also a healthy scratch, uh, healthy scratch for this game, too, last game as well. So I don't huh. know what the hell's going on. I think I thought I sent you a post on it, or I just saw it, and uh, I just saw a healthy scratch. There is no rhyme or reason for it. Um, if you guys are watching the YouTube and I find something during edit, I'll put it up. But I don't know why the fuck he was. It was just a healthy scratch for that game, so I don't know what was going on. But Laura Pessoa was an interesting choice, like you just said, for a startup. But I, I felt like he did kind of deserve the role. At least did deserved a nod. And net for it, and I think he's been doing like a great job. Um, there's been some t- there's been some plays where he kind of looks like a fish out of water, but other than that, like I think he's been doing a pretty solid job for the Vegas Golden Knights. The Vegas Golden Knights for him though has really had a show. Like the Vegas Vegas have to, has to fucking score. Like they have to score to like keep it from keep them from losing. I guess to. It kind of seems like the, these this game snowballs one way or the other. Like once one team's up, the other team kind of gets the wind taken out of their sails, and then it just kind of goes to shit. Right, right, exactly. Um, did you find anything at all? Yeah, it kind of seems like fans are calling out the back office uh, for healthy scratching him, um, but I don't really understand. I don't really have any info on why, yeah. um, but they're kind of like, oh, here we go, mysterious drama again with goalies and shit, goalies. you know? I don't know. I got nothing. Sorry, pal. See? Yeah, but I don't know. It's Friday, so 
hopefully by Sunday night when I'm editing this, I can uh, figure something out here and maybe have an explanation for it. But, yeah, I, I saw it. I'm like, the fuck is going on? But I don't know. Uh, here's Lauren Bressois in that. And uh, Vegas needs to do the Vegas shit and just fucking get right through Connor Hellebuck the way they did last game because it, it worked. It worked. And, actually, I was watching the game, and I always say this, always, always say this, especially as a goalie because I know I know it is uh, always take that shot. I, I feel like guys from, like, the blue line, they just try to make a play where they try to, like, come in and get, like, a decent shot, especially with, like, a, a crowd, like, in front of the goalie. You don't know what can happen. Like, that that shot you could take from the blue line might have, like, a see, seeing eyes, you know? Just, like, get it through, and you might have, like, a crazy-ass tip where, like, it goes off the pad of, like, the goalie and you could tap it in or and just a nice tip just in general that goes past the goalie. It almost seems like any zone time setup, like, across any team, any matchup, if you have time in the zone, let's call it on the power play or just, you know, your team's set up. If there's traffic out front and you don't have that one defenseman in front of you to block that shot and it's just, like... You, you can see a line to, like, the bodies and traffic out front. It seems like a lot of the goals that have been scored in the playoffs are all tips on the front of the front tips out front of the net yeah. or, like, rebounds that get batted in because there's just so many bodies right there, you know? Right, right. Um, I mean, we're going to be talking about New York Rangers, obviously, but similar t- uh, tips in front of the net, Chris Kreider for the uh, – for the New York Rangers have been has been fucking un, un, yeah, incredible with four power play goals so far in this uh, postseason in this uh, playoffs, all on tips in front. It's just like so the Rangers are just like getting that shot off of the blue line, and here's Chris Kreider just like ready to tip that tip that in, and that just goes to say what I'm talking about here. We just gotta have that guy right in front of the goalie, gotta get like a nice tip in, and got to do something to get these goals and it works and you've been seeing we're just when we were watching the LA Kings game and Edmonton Oilers game like they weren't doing that there was no shots they were trying to dump it in actually that first period with the LA Kings they were just trying to dump it in and uh try to set something up but Stuart Skinner would just like come out of the net and just play it and Oilers would go the other way so just it's not working for them whatsoever so yeah that's one series where they aren't seeming to get the offense set up too well it seems like it's a lot of high fly and break into the zone and I think Edmonton uh plays that game much better than LA does but going back to traffic out front and nice tips um oh god I was gonna say it was Erickson Eck but he's out of the lineup I forget who scored um was it Felino that tipped that one right at the crossbar for the wild uh, to put them up three Marcus to one, Foligno, yeah. that was him, right? That was, that was sick. sick. It yep. was like right at the crossbar, mm-hmm. but since he was like uh, tipping the puck downward, they they called it a good goal. It was pretty nice. Yeah, that was a wild for Stas. Mm-hmm. Um, it was right. Oh man, that was, it was just so tit. And uh, Mark, I think Marcus Foligno knew because like I, it did look weird in the like in the beginning because Andre got off. He goes high stick, and the ref even had like his arm up. Be like, oh high stick, and then like there was like three good views of it you're like oh man that's that's fucking good yeah so hell of a tip yet again so you know bodies in front figure shit out that's how you're gonna get some, that's how you're gonna get goals that's how you're gonna win some games here but uh let's move on to you know fuck it we'll do it the oilers versus kings we just talked about them just a little bit here but uh, there's, <clears throat> there's more to really dive into here i should say so the oilers versus kings series has been a interesting one to say the least um, who did you have for it? Did you Oilers or did I have the Kings? You have LA in seven and I have Edmonton in five. Oof. Currently the series is tied one to one and it's tied two to two, two, two going two. into the third tonight. Mm-hmm. It this has been interesting. I would have thought like the Oilers would just be smacking their ass, but 
Well, LA King's been really been holding their fucking ground uh, so far in this series. It's actually been really cool to see. I'm surprised with how low scoring the games have been. Four to three overtime winner for LA, and then the next uh, game two, four, four to, two. to two final for Edmonton. So the series is now tied one to one. Yeah, just the fact that Stuart Skinner hasn't really let in, you know, the floodgates and. Um, I think Corpusalo is a very solid goalie. He was 14-1-1 down the stretch. Um, no, I'm, I think that was Skinner. I, I'm getting my stats mixed up, but either way, uh, I think Corpusalo is solid, but when you have McDavid and Dreisaitl and Nugent Hopkins clicking you know, the way they are, yeah. um, you'd expect a little bit more offensive firepower from those guys. Oh, yeah, 100%. I'm going to look at uh, Connor McDavid here. There uh, was a lot of contact going on between Dreisaitl and Arvidsson, too. He was getting bodied tonight. Yeah. Kind of nuts. Yeah, here's the problem with McDavid. I, I was noticing that today, where um, McDavid's just fucking skilled as all hell. Uh, he had a, he had a play tonight where I'm not. I don't think I'll I'll get the uh, clip here, but you really got to see like the skill this dude has because he broke out past the blue line and in the replay he just like his head was up the entire time, just dangling with like the stick. It was just in crazy. It was fucking crazy. The stick puck presence that he has. And he dangled right through and almost got it right on Corpus Allo. It was, it was just an unbelievable play, but in the playoffs so far, I know there's only been two games, but he's only had one assist and, uh, he's going to really need to fucking pump those numbers up. Like he has like in the, uh, I like do think that's, season. that's a guy that they're targeting with players like Philip Deneau and Anze Kopitar, great two way forwards to try and shut down, um, McDavid with his speed through the neutral zone, slow him down a little bit, pass him off to the de- the defenseman, and still be at home to help out and be that first forward back on D. You know, right? Yep. No, I think no, I think but... the LA Kings do have some good two way forwards and they're a defensive minded team, so yeah. that probably attributes to it a little bit. Yeah, because Drysaddles, I mean Connor McDavid, Leon Drysaddle, the two top goal scorers in the league this right. season, especially. So yeah, the target is definitely there. From McDavid because Leon Dreisaitl in the two games has had three goals and two assists. So, I mean, like you're you're not relying on these guys, but like yeah, you're just like you guys need to you know keep producing here, get us through the uh, get us through the playoffs, especially when uh, especially when these uh, games have been so. I would just say close. I'd say close. Two yeah, goals. And, and I do think that, like we said about targeting McDavid, like if they're really focusing him like that and they're limiting him, well, I I just think that ends up opening the ice up more for guys like Drysaddle to get in there and, and capitalize. So that's why we're seeing him produce because the Kings are like maybe call it double teaming McDavid when they see him on the ice and yeah. playing him differently and giving other guys a little more room. Mm-hmm. Um, so I we got one more team that I want to talk about in the West. And this game has been – this series has been fucking electric. It's been the Colorado Avalanches with the Seattle Kraken, and I've been loving watching it. Have you watched all of them? This is uh, another one. I haven't done my homework this week. I've just been, like I said, down and out. But uh, we had a 3-1 <laughs> final Seattle in the first game and a 3-2 final Colorado in the second. Uh, one thing that I lo- wanted to bring up too is the Philip Grubauer revenge tour. Colorado moving on from him and then winning the cup without him. I thought that was an interesting little storyline in this series. Oh, yeah. Uh, hopefully Matty Beneers being in the playoffs will, will help this team too Mm -hmm. the other thing too just getting into the playoffs as a new franchise like this i think it's going to be so huge for their young guys just to give them that experience you know Mm -hmm. uh uh, that the abs this last game the game two for the avalanche was fucking electric uh the first period the seattle kraken went up two goals and then um 
Oh, fuck. It's uh, who's the ads goalie there? I keep wanting to say Grubauer. It's Georgiev. Georgiev. Yep. Shut the fucking door after that. Then a lot up a single goal for like the next two periods. An absolute comeback with uh, three goals after that with Lekkinen, Nachushkin, and Devontae's. Nice. And it was just a just a great fucking win. But between these games, I love one because I the Coward Avalanche um, announces is like one of I my love him, one yeah. of my favorite yep. fucking announces ever, and just like the fans for the Colorado Av- Avalanche, the Seattle, Seattle Kraken especially too, because this is like their first time in the playoffs. Once they get um, back in Seattle, those home games are gonna be sick, be fucking incredible. It's just like and it's just back and forth hockey. It's so goddamn good. And again, what you're just saying, just like great goaltending, mm-hmm. Georgiev, Grubauer, like top goalies too. It's just like this series has been an unbelievable watch. If you if you're listening to me and you haven't watched this series, go back, go to Sportsnet YouTube, like catch up with like the um, uh, catch up with the highlights and just like watch these games. It's just it's so good. This I, is I wh- think Tanev scored a sick one too, right? He had a really nice yeah, highlight fucking reel. Nice one. Uh, he had that. Yeah, exactly. Um. Tanev, uh, Tanev, oh, yeah, this is the first period, right? Yeah, I think he was breaking down, like, the left wing and just kind of sniped it, picked his spot. Yeah, there was kind of, like, a little breakdown in uh, the offensive end for the Colorado Avalanche, and the puck just, like, loose, just, like, going up the blue line, and his Tanev coming down and fucking clapped one right by, uh, um, keep fucking up, Georgiev. And uh, that Sully, though, I'll put the Sully down there where he uh, just blows a kiss to. Uh, oh, yeah, dude. That was hilarious. <laughs> As fan. I was like, that's so sick. I was like, he must be talking shit or something because, like, he really picked him out and just like, gave him, like, a little little blow uh, kiss. But that was just so fucking funny to see. But, uh, yeah, that this, this series has been fucking electric. It's good for them having Kale McCarr back, too. I think he may have missed game one or he was day to day, some shit like that. But having him in the lineup is going to be huge for Colorado as well. Oh, yeah. One thousand percent. Um, what else did I want to talk about? I think feel like everything else now is in the East. If you want to get to the East, let's do it. Uh, so uh, tonight, Bruins versus Panthers. Uh, the Bruins lead two to one now in the series. Um, so Bergeron is out. Uh, he did get injured versus that Montreal game, but we found out why. Uh, his he said it might have been the last time he got to play in front of his brother who. Uh, that was battling. his father. Oh, his father. I think it was his father. His father was battling cancer. Oh man, can I look that up before? Uh, I know you. I know you sent me the post. Fuck me. I should have written this down. It's a problem. Oh, here we go. So here's the post. Uh, Patrice Bergeron's father is battling cancer. He wanted to play in front of his father in Montreal for possibly the last time. Uh, even wanted to go back out there after he went into the room. I'm told that doesn't matter. Shouldn't have played. I'm just stunned at the loss for words. Uh, that came from Dominic Tiano of, uh, I don't know who the fuck that is, uh, probably like a Boston Bruins. Uh, the, the rumor I'm hearing yeah. is that he, he's got an elbow injury too. Um, right now it seems like he's going to be likely to play in game five. Mm-hmm. But it, it's kind of weird all the all the like changes that Boston has been making. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like uh, Jim Montgomery was a little sour to the media today saying that he just kind of – put lottery balls in a machine and made the lines because the lines were really <laughs> wacky. It was like Marshawn, Frederick, and Coyle who haven't played together all season long. Like just really crazy ones. Krejci was a healthy scratch, I think. Allmark was a, a game-time decision but ended up playing. Yeah. Um, and then the first game of the season, they didn't want to announce Bergeron's injury. So I feel like the team covered for him and said they had the illness, but they were all at the Celtics game Sunday night and then Monday 
They said there was an illness, and everyone that was like questionable ended up playing except Bergeron. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they kind of wanted to cover for him a little bit and help him out, but yeah, nuts. Yeah, that was yeah, that was kind of weird. Um, this is the first time the Bruins haven't looked good, in my opinion. I agree. Um, they lost last game, and that was a fucking weird one. Six three loss by the Bruins. I was uh, during that time. At one point, they were down four goals. It was six to two at one point, and I was telling you that uh, four goal a four goal differential would have been the highest uh, goal differential they would have lost all season long. And this is obviously playoffs versus the Florida Panthers. And then around the last, the last minute, they, uh, they score. I can't remember who the fuck it was. Someone scored, and it became 6-3. So, uh, but that game, they didn't look good. This game, too, I know they won, but they just seemed so laxed as soon as, like, they got up. Like, as soon as they're up a little bit, uh, like, they won 4-2, um, but they're up 4 nothing a lot of the fucking game. And then third period, they just... I don't know what what it was. It's like old school Bruin shut shutdown. What was that? Because they had a few plays that like Linus Olmark just what was that the um... well they scored basically two without the goalie right? Didn't they pull the goalie and get both? No, they scored one without with they, the goalie in the net. They scored one without the goalie in the net, and the other one was on uh, a par. Wasn't it a uh, power play? Odd man yeah. rush. Yep. And uh, oh, right, they were shorthanded. That's they were right. Shorthanded. Yep. And it went right by uh, Linus Olmark, and then the other one, yeah, was another. Uh, was another one, but it just—it it was just the first time all season that I've seen the Bruins just so laxed and so kind of like nonchalant, and it's just like this is the type of shit you don't want to see, especially from a team who just historic NHL records that could fucking lose in a first round playoff spot, and you don't want to see it. I just—I don't think I'm that concerned about it just because now we've fucked with the Panthers enough where they pulled their starting goalie uh, Alex Lyon for the playoffs they put in Bravrovsky and now next game what are they going to do you know what I mean they they now have that to think about they have guys that are going to be coming back to the lineup by game five like and they're up two to one in the series I'm not that concerned now that they've gotten one in Florida if they had lost tonight I would have been very concerned yeah for sure it's not it's not that I'm concern especially for this series it's just that i'm concerned that if they don't pull their heads out of their asses for the second round we can have a different scenario on our hands you know yeah uh depending on the team they play but obviously whoever makes it to the second round is going to be a better team than the florida panthers so i just think like right now it's really about getting through the the or getting used to the tough grind of the playoffs because you're seeing like guys like kachuk gudis um Sam Bennett coming back to the lineup was yeah. huge for the Panthers. Oh, yeah. Those kind of guys are really stirring the pot a little bit, getting people mixed up. Trent Frederick and Felino and, and all that kind of shit, you know? Yeah. I will say this, though. Alex Lyon has been unfucking believable for the uh, Florida Panthers. Um, he has just been just – I know they've been losing, but to against – you just got in a playoffs and you're versing a team just like who's been number one this entire fucking season. And you're just like – you. you like, your chances of fucking winning a low, but, man, has he been standing on his fucking head full of Florida Panthers? The fact that he's been so fucking good that the Florida Panthers are leaving $10 million as a fucking bench warmer while he gets the start is unbelievable. Well, I, I think d- I think that's status quo for fucking Bobrovsky, but oh, go yeah. on. <laughs> I'm with you on that. Uh, but it's just, it's just it's unbelievable. I think if they get past the Bruins, one, that'd be crazy, but, yeah, I, I mean – 
both me and you aren't too worried. I think the Bruins going to get past this, but I think this is going to be like a brain hopey situation from like 2012 where he's just. No, I'm not comparing them both. I'm just saying it's a playoff situation where he just comes in and shows what he can fucking do, and the Florida Panthers or some other team is like, this guy might be a starter for us. I mean, I think he'll be a starter. I think he'll be okay. But, like, if I'm looking at the numbers, like, he's been okay. I think the goals that have gotten by him aren't great. Yep. And I don't really blame him for them. But at the same time, like, if it was any other goalie that's not a rookie, like, you'd be like, he's not doing that well. It's just the fact that he's a rookie – and he's kind of stolen the starting spot at the end of the season. That yeah. that kind of makes this a storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, like I don't know. I, I don't think that he's he's made some timely saves. Yes, but I wouldn't say he's standing on his head. You know what I yeah. mean? Okay, that's just how I look. That's at just it. how you look you at know? it. Yeah, yeah. I I just think versus the Bruins team. Yes. just like yeah. they are. It's just like you like holy Hol- shit. holding them to four, three goals. Yeah, yeah. It's that's just unbelievable. I think in my head. Uh, but he's just been he's just been great to just watch. He's again what you just said, especially this game tonight. He's he made some fucking great saves. Um, one on a two on one, right? And there's a one where he just like kind of slid across and got it right in yep. the chest. Yep. So uh, he's been really, yeah. Again, he's he's been the one that's really been keeping these uh these these scores as tight as it has they. I think he's given the Panthers a chance. You know. Yep. Exactly. And that's what I mean. You got to do as a goalie. At least give your team a chance to at least do something you know yep uh but let's move on here to the rangers versus devil's hair and uh the rangers are fucking running away with this which is not what i thought i thought so the rangers won two away games they're up to nothing in the series they won both those games in new jersey new jersey being one of the best teams in the league in the beginning of the season. I know they fell down a little bit. And towards bit, the end still, though. Yeah, right. right. And uh, here comes the Rangers just flying through. And uh, Patrick Kane has uh, he's been looking good. I feel like he's really been uh, putting on the skates. I also think the usual suspects are really getting it done for oh, the yeah. Rangers. Kreider, Zibanejad, they really stepped their game up when it comes to playoffs. Yep. And they're not the main guys that get the spotlight on them, thanks to you know Panarin, Tarasenko, uh, Kane. And I think that like the defensive core, too, with Fox and Keandre Miller, like they're, they're not getting as much respect as they deserve, I think. like We both had this going seven. I think every hockey analyst had this going the distance mm-hmm. just because of how good New Jersey was, but... I think that's the factor that we left out is the fact that the Rangers have been here before. They've done it before. They go pretty deep in the playoffs consistently. Yeah. And their guys, like I said, they, they've they been there and done that. And I don't think the Devils guys really have. They also have young goaltending. They're going to get beat there with Shesterkin and Nett. Yeah. Um, five to one finals in both of these games. The Devils really need to kick themselves in the ass because now they've dropped two at home. They have to go to Madison Square Garden and try and split that series in order to mm-hmm. even have a chance, I think. Right. I mean, they're, they're just a... They're a stacked team, really, believe it or not. Uh, fucking Adam Fox, uh, Jacob Trouba has been great. Artemi Panarin, Lafreniere. I mean, they, they just they have what it takes. Capo Caco has been really good. Um, Kandre Miller has been like a, a a big dude to not fuck around with, so they have that going in the playoffs. Vladimir Tarasenko, I feel like he's been looking fucking incredible for the New York Rangers this uh, Almost like season. under the radar, too. He is. Like, you know? no one seems to be talking about him, but, like, watch him play and you're like, Oh shit! Like this guy fucking fit in really well for the New York Rangers, and then obviously Igor Shesterkin. I think right now his stats is still like number one in the playoffs right now. Oh yeah, now. for so, sure. Uh, so again, just top, top, top goaltending, and it, it's fucking showing. And um, 
then you have Vitek Vanacek with the uh, New Jersey Devils that, uh, I don't know. I feel like there's there's a bunch that he let in that I, he'd want back. That's, he certainly that's, let a bunch in, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like there's a bunch that he let in that he'd want back. I feel like he played better throughout, like, the regular season. And I think he might be having, like, the playoff jitters here. Yeah. And he's trying to figure shit out. But uh, I don't know, man. When you when you go down to... Uh, 0-2, especially when you lose those two home games, it's uh, it doesn't look good from here on out. I think there's some stat where like it's like 68% of the teams that uh, I think it was actually higher. I think, it, but I thought I read 68% of the teams that lose both games at home and uh, just don't seem to win. So they got kicked out. Yeah, it's much harder to earn a win on the road. Right. I, I do think that New Jersey doesn't really have that grit and playoff, you know, strength to them either. Mm-hmm. Where where the Rangers do have Truba and like other guys in the lineup that are bigger, beefier. Like Kreider's a pretty big dude as well, and he'll he'll get in there and get messy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's strong in front of the net. Um, and I just don't. I mean, they got Luke Hughes on the back end. He's pretty green to the league. Uh, another guy that we failed to mention in Minnesota too, Brock Faber being in the lineup. I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely cool to have those guys in. But at the same time, like, how much of a of a detriment is that for you know Luke Hughes to be up and playing his first few games in the NHL? You know, it's it's great experience for him, yes. But I don't think that the team is going to fare well with him in the lineup back there, you know, defensively. Right. right. I mean, obviously, 10 goals against in two games. So. Mm, not good. Yeah. <laughs> not a good look for the Devils here. I'm trying to look. Um, I, there was some, for the Devils especially, there was, um, it wasn't Nuku Heach here. Uh, McLeod has been looking okay. We need Timo Meyer to step up. I mean, that was the big uh, trade deadline acquisition for them. He needs to start putting the puck in the back of the mm. net. Oh, John Marino, who... Uh, I can't remember. There was a player with John Marino that um, I, I saw with the Devils. I don't know if it led to a goal, but I just remember watching like this one play. If I can find it, I'll put it up on here on the YouTube. But uh, John Marino, just like the the Penguins, uh, with, was with the Penguins during the 2017 Stanley Cup, and uh, just the presence he had for just like that play. Like all, it's all I saw was like, oh, he knows. Like he was able to fucking figure shit out. So John Marino's going to be a big help for Devils if they can pull their heads out of their asses and uh they have a big two games coming up uh that's tomorrow right saturday yeah am i wrong yeah but the other part like i don't know who's really you know circling the wagons in their locker room where like with the rangers they have so much star presence like a patrick kane with the number of times he's been in the playoffs won cups gotten the job done like uh, is jack hughes being that much of a leader there like even if he is he can't really speak to the playoffs because I want to argue that he hasn't really been there in his career. I could be wrong. Yeah. But I mean, they have Andre Palat who won it with the uh, Lightning. Yep. Yep. Um, a little bit there. A little bit. Miles Wood, Eric Halla, Jesper Bratt, Jack Hughes. Uh, you're right. It is kind of just like a a pretty green team. I think it's great team. for these guys to get into the playoffs, but I think it's going to be another Seattle situation, kind of. Yeah, you know what? I could definitely get see some it. experience and, mm-hmm. and put it in for next year. Yeah. I, I think Buffalo was a team that was looking at the playoffs and like kind of itching for the same thing. But mm. it sucks that they end up being on the outside looking in. So what did, what did we have for this series, by the way? Uh, we have New Jersey in seven for you and the Rangers in seven for me. Wow. Can Now that we've seen the first two games, can you see a sweep from the Rangers? I can because they're both going back to Madison Square Garden for two games for at two home. Games. I think Shesterkin's going to shine into the spotlight, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I can, but I still think the Devils should be able to squeak one squeak out at one. least, I hope. Yeah. but. This is the only one where sweeps even an option now because every other series is uh, either two to one or 
You know, except for is it Carolina and the Islanders? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, oh no, that one's two to one as of tonight as uh, yesterday as well. Okay. Yep. Yep. So this is the only one where sweeps an option. Yeah. Um, this and this, <coughs> if the Rangers sweep here, okay. Say say the Rangers sweep here, they make it to like the second. That time off between that sweep. And the next game, do you think will hurt them at all? No, I think it's good for them. They're going to get rest. I also think they're not going to be too banged up from this series. Mm-hmm. They'll be ready and primed and good to go. Um, and I, I also think, like, ha- like getting that extra time off is never a bad thing, especially this time of year, because the next round is going to be so much more physical. That's one thing that worries me. It doesn't matter about the rest in between. Yeah. But just the next round, you're going up e- either against Carolina or the New York Islanders. Mm. Um, and I, I think both of those teams know playoff. Oh, I shouldn't say that. Yeah. The Carolina Hurricanes know playoff hockey, and the Islanders – Actually, they went pretty deep last year too. I think so. Yeah. Um. I, I think that you'll you'll have a harder time with those teams than you will with the Devils, which is surprising. The surprising. Say, yeah. You know? mm. Rangers might be a uh, just an out of nowhere team that you just like a shocker. You know, that might make be it nice too. if they win the cup. I got some money on them. You know. <laughs> uh, I guess we'll wait and see. Two more games, buddy, and we'll we'll figure it out from there. We got plenty of hockey left to go. Uh. But moving off of the Rangers Devils here, we got. Two big ones here, the Leafs versus the Lightning we're going to get into, and that fucking series, just like the Avs Kraken, in my opinion, has been un- unbelievable. This The past game uh, was a Thursday night where the Maple Leafs won 7-2. That game was so fucking huge for Toronto that Dude, I they thought— they needed that, especially I, to, to give them the ass-kicking back that they got two nights ago. Oh, yeah. You know? I literally thought—I'm like, dude, if Toronto doesn't win this game, Ontario, just as a as a province, is going to burn to the fucking yeah. ground. Like, yeah. the, the Toronto fans are just be like, no, fuck this. But holy shit, do they fucking put a hurting on Lightning and Vasilevsky. Uh, we found out that, um, which we thought was interesting, at the end of the second period— uh, John Cooper, uh, head coach of the Tampa Bay Lightning, tried to pull Andre Vasilevsky, put the backup in, and Vasilevsky had some pull, told him to go fuck himself, and stayed in for that 7-2 to loss there. So, I don't know. I um, One big game, too, the thought in my head when Vasilevsky said no, I think this is going to be a fire under his ass for game three. And uh, we might see a playoff-ready Vasilevsky that's going to shut the door after this. Yeah, I remember a stat from uh, one of his cup runs that, like, if he lost the, the game before, he was he was just on a streak. On a he would always streak. guaranteed win that next game. Yep. Um, <clears throat> I do think it's kind of nuts for him to tell the coach, like, how he's going to handle it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's any other coach in the league that would accept that answer. But right. when you have the best goaltender in the world, like, I mean, I guess you got to give him a little run. but. Right. Um, I think as a coach, I would want him to rest that third period, get a little extra time off and, and, you know, chill. Mm-hmm. Um, but now from his perspective, what I've heard is that he wants as much data and information on like how these players are shooting, how they're playing so that he can use that for the next game and like be more prepped and ready for the Maple Leafs players. You know what I mean? Right. He's like learning their, their play style, their shots, things like that. Mm-hmm. And it's that game just in general, the seven two win is like. The guys that you want to score, score. Jonathan Tavares with a hat trick that game with three. Mm-hmm. William Nylander getting one in. Uh, two goals from Mitch Marner, exactly the guy you want in. And uh, another um, Penguins guy that won, won the cup is Zach Aston Reese coming over with a, with a point, well, with a goal, too, and a plus one. Um, 
Kerfoot too, to be honest, uh, plus three leaving that um, leaving that game, and uh, Matt Riley uh, with a uh, plus four leaving that game. I mean that that game just in general was unbelievable for Toronto. I just love the fact that we don't. I don't think we have this in Boston at all, but Toronto has that where they have the big screen where everybody mm-hmm. can watch out and like they can there's, show. There's just no room for it in there's, the in really is the garden or outside the garden. Well, you would think like you'd put it like near. Um, <laughs> What's the word I'm looking? Uh, not the Boston Common. Boston Common. What's the, what's the place? Uh, Quincy Quincy Market area. Daniel Hall. Daniel Hall. You yeah. do that. You do Fenway. You do Fenway. But Ooh, I mean, yeah, the Fenway. Sox are going now too, so that's a little tough. Yeah. There's a lot just, of degenerates in this city too. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, you got a good point. We'll <laughs> all be shit faced outside. And they're just like, no, nah, we can't. We can't do that. But um, just it just. Awesome, awesome, awesome game for the Toronto Maple Leafs, and uh, I know I picked them for sure. What did I have them in seven? Because I, I guarantee you, yeah. I believe this. You got them in seven. I have Tampa in six. Yep. So I, we're, I feel like we're both right here, where this this can go both uh, seven or six, give or take what happens. But uh, I think, in my opinion, that was a huge, huge win for uh, the Toronto to show. The fans, just in general, like, hey, listen, like... They got some fight in them, at least, yeah, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I still think that uh, this 7-2 win might be uh, dwindled um, come tomorrow. I guess I'll I'll put I'll put it in the edit what the actual score is, because, well, we definitely haven't seen the game yet. So uh, I think that's the fire under the Toronto uh, Maple Leafs' ass might... Uh, I just think they're they're in Tampa. Vasilevsky's pissed off from that last one. I got Tampa winning Game Three. Um, oh, yeah. I could see I could see Toronto splitting down there, but I think tomorrow's definitely going to be a Tampa game. Yep, yep. I am a thousand percent with you too. I think Tampa's just going to fucking roll through Toronto now at this point. I won't say roll, but I, I it'll be. I think they'll have at least one game versus Toronto as like a fucking make up for what what just happened. Because John Cooper being John Cooper, I think like. Just the rings, the fucking Stanley Cup rings that he just has with his cigar in his hand. It's like, nope, we know what to do. We'll figure this shit out, you know? Um, so that's just my take on it. I've been loving seeing this. Uh, the Toronto Maple Police uh, Lightning uh, Series 2, you were asking if there are any fights because there, there's been a bunch of uh, just hits and scrums and guys just getting at each other's throats. There's been four fights total so far in the playoffs. Uh, three of them, the three of them all coming from uh, this series. Uh, I think I sent you the uh, who fought too. Yeah, you got Shen versus Janot, Hall versus Perry, Giordano versus Bogosian. Mm-hmm. And then in the Rangers uh, Devil Series, McLeod versus Schneider. Yep, yep. So, fuck, man. Like, uh I want more fights from this. This is this is another series that just like I've just been enthralled in. Like, it's uh. How about Joseph Wall in that too? Right, that's who they're going with in Toronto. He no, played it's, game uh, two. Sam Sonoff. I think game two Wall played that uh seven or he played game one. Oh, was it game Wall, one? Wall's the backup for them though, right? Because he did get in net for one of those games. Yep. And I thought he played pretty well, so maybe he played game one. I'm not sure. Was that that the, wouldn't make too much uh, sense to me though. Let me look here. <clears throat> I have the thing. Oh, there yeah. I mean, he did he play in this? Oh, he must have went in after. Yeah, he, got he, pulled? he went after he got pulled. Oh, okay. Yeah. How did he do? Do you have his stats there or no? Yeah. Sorry if you don't, but so he I made, thought I heard that he played pretty well. Uh, he made four saves on five shots. Wow, unreal! You believe that? <laughs> Unfucking believable. He didn't play game one, right? Sam oh yeah. Did. No, no. So Joseph Wall came in for the whole third period. 
Yeah. And, uh, well, that's kind of interesting. So uh, the whole third period only faced uh, five shots. That's interesting. Yeah. And then goal. game one, Samsonov played? And, yeah, Samsonov. Okay. But it is, it is an interesting situation with the Maple Leafs where you have this fucking team – uh, I mean, I can go down the list of like what their roster looks like, and every fucking name on there, just like, oh shit. But then you look at Samsonov, and you're just like, ah, that's dude. one team. If they win the cup, it's not because of their goalie. Yeah, you know 100%, what I mean. One hundred percent. Yeah, it's nuts. I think Edmonton would be in that category too. Mm-hmm. Um, Skinner has played very well lately, but I mean, at the end of the day, to win a cup, your goalie does have to steal some games. So I shouldn't say that. Yeah. But like. It's way more on the offensive guys on on those kind of teams that are front loaded. You oh know? yeah, yeah. You have to fucking light the lamp uh, with the goalie like Ilya Samsonov because Samsonov is just he, he's not like I don't know how to say this right, but he is not like a playoff starting. I mean, he doesn't have that experience, so. right? Has he only played one playoff right. game, maybe one playoff maybe series? One. I forget. Yep. Uh, but that is my take on the Toronto Maple Leafs, and we got one more game left uh, to talk about, and it's the Hurricanes versus the Islanders. And before we get into that, I have tonight versus uh, tonight's game with the Islanders versus the Hurricanes. Uh, they broke a fucking NHL record. Uh, they have the fastest four goals in NHL playoff history with Kyle Palmieri, Matt Martin, Scott Mayfield, and Andres Lee. They scored four goals in two minutes and 18 seconds, all coming four minutes left in the game to win 5-1, to one, which is... At home, too, at for home. game three. That's sick. That is awesome. That is awesome fucking news, especially for the Islanders, too. So, uh, I can't... That fucking hype, too. Imagine being there for that game. Yeah. Oh, man. Man alive. And I, the Bruins did that, like, years ago, didn't they? They had, like, some crazy-ass stat... Where they had like four goals, like minute and thirty seconds of some shit. Couldn't tell you. I remember uh, their comeback versus Toronto. I remember uh, line brawl versus Dallas. Those are like my two main uh, the Bruins <laughs> highlights. The Dallas one may have been regular season though, obviously, because if they had met, it would have been in the Cup Finals. Oh, uh, but um, I don't know. How do you feel about this series? Boring, dude. Just y- it's it's a lot of neutral zone play. It's a lot of like wait and patience kind of hockey. Yeah. I mean, obviously, four goals in, in two minutes and eight seconds is fucking, fucking nuts, ridiculous. But mm-hmm. the two games before that, four three final and overtime for Carolina, and um, two to one final regulation for Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, sucks to see Tara Vinen out with a broken hand. Uh, the the Hurricanes always seem to get hit or bit by the injury bug, or just in general, something goes wrong in the playoffs where these guys are always like poised, prepped, ready to be like the team to take the cup home. Coached by Rod Brindamore, one of the best in the league, and then something happens. You know what I mean? Right, right. I don't know. Just I this this was weird to be honest. I th- I feel like if I had the choice, what did I pick? The Canes? Because I I was saying that before. You have the Islanders in seven. I have Carolina in four. I said before even the um, before the playoffs started that we never talked about the Hurricanes. They've been one of the best teams that. I think this league in the league, I know they're up two one in the series, um, so I, I hope they go. But fuck, I don't like. I don't know why this this series is. I like watching it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not really shitting on it, but at the same time, when you compare a game like the Islanders Hurricanes compared to, I don't know, we'll talk about the go back to like the Leafs Lightning. It's just not the same. It's more exactly what you said. It's it's setting shit up. It's 
It's making sure there's no fucking around here and it's just trying to win a game. It, it's also it a is. couple fan bases that aren't the face of the league anymore. Like the Islanders, obviously they had their dynasty back in the day, but they haven't really gotten their tires kicking on like having an active heavy fan base like the Rangers do right now because of how hot they are. Mm-hmm. The Hurricanes, yes, they're very hot, but they're in a southern market where the, the, the fan base is there, that is there, is very rabid for them. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, like, you kind of want to see the ones that get the spotlight from the league more often, you know? Yeah. No, yeah, you're right, 100%. Um, and then for, I guess we'll go down to the goalies here. So, Auntie Ranta <laughs> getting the start for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes here, um, which I like. I think Auntie Ranta is a solid goaltender for uh, the Carolina Hurricanes because uh, Freddie Anderson is still out injured. Can you look that up for me? Then you have Elias Hirokin, obviously for the uh, Islanders too. That is uh, another another great goalie. I always get for some reason I always get Sorokin and Shesterkin um, mixed up, uh, but still uh, Sorokin another just like great uh, great goalie. Oh, I actually I got this. Said it was an, il- an illness for uh, Anderson. Jesus Christ, I could not get that out of my mouth. An illness <laughs> for Anderson, and I believe Bobrovsky was also out games one and two due to an illness too. So there seems to be something going around the league because the Bruins even pulled that excuse too. But like I said, all of the guys that were questionable for the Bruins played. Um, so I, I don't know if that one was legit personally. Oh uh, yeah, <clears throat> I'm looking at their. Uh, I'm looking at. <clears throat> Looking at the scratches right now for the Hurricanes. Tara Vinan's fucking scratch. Broken hand, Anderson, probably out for a month. Hand, yeah. uh, Dylan Coughlin, uh, Koivinen, McEachern. Oh, man. That kind of that fucking hurts. Not really, a lot yeah. of big names, though, other than Tara Vinan, I'd say. I mean, a- Anderson will probably be back. I don't, I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't I don't envision Anderson taking the spot from Ranta unless things start to go south, though. Yeah. Because he's already in, he's flowing, he's ready to go kind yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. And Josh Bailey, I feel like, might be the uh, the big one for the uh, New York Islanders, but they seem to be doing fine without him. So, yeah. I don't know. Uh, hopefully, I, again, I don't hate the series. I just don't. It's just like when you compare it to the absolute scrum nonsense of the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs and the Lightning and the fan base uh, is just not the same. But. I, I just think the storylines are bigger in other matchups, you know. Yeah. Um, it's obviously one of the tighter series, you know, one-goal games for two of them, and then it would have been a one-goal game if it wasn't for two minutes of play tonight. You oh, know? yeah. Yeah, 100%. <clears throat> Sorry, um, yesterday. but Oh, no, tonight because we're into midnight now. I always do that, dude. Oh, yeah. Once the <laughs> clock turns, it, it changes everything <laughs> that was today to yesterday. It's funny. Uh, I'm trying to look at the NHL playoff bracket right now to see – where we're at. Do you have that up at all? I do, yeah. What do you want to know? I uh, just oh, here we go. Here's the matchup here. So I want I just wanted to see what we're looking at here. So I just want to see what happens if the Rangers uh sweep the Devils here. So if, okay, so that uh, they'd either be playing the Islanders or the Carolina Hurricanes. Um if the Bruins win, they're going to be either playing the Oh, that'd be a good fucking series. So if the Bruins win, they either play Toronto Maple Leafs or the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, as as for Seattle Kraken, whoever wins that will go on to play either the Dallas Stars or Minnesota Wild. Uh, Vegas Golden Knights versus Jets, whoever wins that will go on to face the Edmonton Oilers or the LA Kings. Uh, actually, you know what's funny? I got into it with some dude on uh, Instagram about this. He put his own bracket in. I didn't think he'd even see my comment to begin with, and I was kind of... I could have worded it better. It'd be a say. dick. Yeah, just I, flaming I, some I, guy like your bracket sucks. Your fucking bracket. I because I noticed right away that he had Vegas Golden Knights beating the uh, Winnipeg Jets, and then he had the Edmonton Oilers beating the LA Kings. I'm like, oh, that's fine. 
But then you have the Edmonton Oilers beating the Vegas Golden Knights and kept going up. I'm like, there's no fucking way the Vegas uh, Vegas Golden Knights are going to lose to the Edmonton Oilers. I feel like you really Ve- think there's no way. I feel like I know. Yeah, I feel like Vegas Golden Knights. I, they're not going to fucking sweep or anything, but they'll beat the Edmonton Oilers. You don't think so? I I look at that one. And I say it's going seven. I think it can go either way. I I don't think there's one team that's that much head and shoulders better than the other. You don't, you don't think the Vegas Golden Knights will fucking rip shit all over Stewart's gonna? No, I don't think so because you can say the same have the same argument about Bressois. Yeah, you gotta put. I don't know. I I just I I see way more offensive firepower in Edmonton. I see an inexperienced in in that regard. Jack Eichel as their stud in Vegas, like he's only played a, a one playoff series in his career. Ooh. Um, I don't know. I think Edmonton has way more of a chip on their shoulder than Vegas does. Way more drive for, you know, a deep playoff run. Um, I I just think there's there's you can't really rule out McDavid, McDavid and Drysdale and, and, and the way Nugent Hopkins has been playing. Those are like their mm-hmm. three guys right now. Defensively, they seem more sound as a team. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I seem to have had a lot know, of people on my side, though. But he he found the comment and decided to fucking rip me a new asshole. I'm like, hey, buddy, like, and I was still in the comments, just like so pumped my own tires. Like, there's no fucking way. And so so like he was still talking shit, and like my literal my literal last response was just like, I'll see you when they get kicked out of the playoffs. I'll be back here when they get kicked out of the playoffs. So and that's just because you think it's just you think you think that because Edmonton gets bounced every year is that yeah, why? Yeah. yeah. I, I was telling them, like, Edmonton's like a new uh, Toronto Maple Leafs where, like, they'll be great throughout the entire fucking uh, regular season. And then once they hit playoffs for some reason, they just shit the fucking bed. I don't know. They were the hottest team in hockey for the second half of the year since the All-Star break. Yep. So, I don't know. I, I just see Edmonton as just the stock values is rising. I think they're uh, they're going to do well this, this postseason. Now watch us see a uh, Kings versus Jets in the second Yeah, right. Round. No shit. <laughs> you never know. That's why I fucking love playoff hockey. Like, we're sitting here thinking, like, you know, the Knights are going to play Oilers, and in reality it's going to be the total opposite or something different, you know? Yeah. But um, I think next week. <coughs> That's pretty funny. Sorry to jump back. I do have Vegas and Edmonton, and that means that you have Winnipeg and L.A. in the next <laughs> round. So that's kind of funny. <laughs> I do like Winnipeg. I, I, I do like this series. I think uh, Connor Hellebuck's really going to come back. Um, I promise to be much better next week and watch all of the highlights every day because this week I did not do my homework. I mean, I was just down and out for a couple days with this fucking sickness. Mm. Fucking 11 hours of sleep one night. Unbelievable. Jesus, really? I just said, yeah, I said that earlier. I slept from 8 p.m. to 7 a.m. the next day. Wow. Lucky you. Bastard. Yeah. I had two, two games... Uh, it's going to be a while before those Mike Depp episodes get yep. up. I finally finished one. I think I had two or three more games left. Um, so we played Monday. Today's for well, now Saturday. <laughs> we played uh, Monday, and that game decided who got into the playoffs. So we won 4-2, to two, and then we played Wednesday immediately after that. And uh, I think I was saying it on the Mike Depp, maybe on this, that, like, the one game, like an uh, the one game throughout the week, like night, fucks me up all week. Like my sleep schedule is fucking ruined. Oh god, now you have two in a week. So the two that happened this week, and it's just it's been awful, awful. Monday night into Tuesday, I didn't sleep. I literally laid there and just like waited for my fucking alarm at three thirty in the that morning sucks. to go off. 
And then uh, Tuesday night, um, you have, like, I get, like, that second wind, but, like, probably 11 o'clock I went to bed. I had, like, what, five, four or five hours of sleep maybe. Woke up, had Wednesday night hockey, same fucking shit. Did yep. not sleep at all going into Thursday. I'm like, I have been fucking dead. Dude, I can sleep anywhere. I could close my eyes right now and fall asleep and get a quick cat nap in while we record. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, that's That's been me lately, like. If, I, if, if there's like a chance for me to get like at least like a 10 minute like quick, <laughs> like I'll fucking do it. I'll be like, you could be, I'd probably be like 20 degrees outside, but if there's a place to sit and I got time, I'll fucking like, like a fucking bum. I'm like, I don't care. Unbelievable. Wake up with some change <laughs> in my fucking lap. Unbelievable. Un, unreal. Unreal. But one thing I did not do this episode, this is going to be before we call out, is uh, I want to thank Corona Premier for sponsoring the podcast. Uh, awesome as always. I've been busy a lot this episode and couldn't really take a drink, but I had this baby open. <laughs> Fucking ready to <laughs> you go. You cracked it. It's literally not a sip I, taken today. That's hilarious. <laughs> You're running the ship today. That's why. I was why. running the ship. That's yeah. why. There's no, no, no real time to fucking drink any of it. <laughs> not but, me. Uh, Mine's all gone. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, it was, um, I think, uh, I think it's time to call it out. Actually, yep. we still got to do a nip, though. Yep. You got yours? Yep. Crack mine for me or no? Yeah, it's all cracked. Oh, you're the best, dude. We're Service getting, with a smile. We're getting better at this. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, bud. Oh. Hell yeah. That's so much better, like, when you haven't drinking anything. <laughs> uh, if any of these <laughs> games go seven series... Uh, they will not be determined until Monday, May 1st. Um, I'm sorry. If any of these series go seven games, that, that nip threw me off. If any of these series go seven games, they won't be determined until Monday, May 1st. So next week we should have another first round episode for you guys. Yep. And then, uh, the following week we'll be on to round two. So mm-hmm. cool. Uh, a friend, Tommy made a, uh, I don't know if he was just like fucking national geographic, like taking notes on me. But he's a, what the hell did we do? We did a shot last Saturday and I was like kind of disgusted by it. And he goes, he's like, you have a weird, like, out of nowhere too. He goes, you have a weird, like taste thing. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, if you mix shit, like, it's not like you're disgusted by the drink. You just like the taste throws you off. I'm like, no, you're, you're fucking dead on. Like, I'm not grossed out by it, but like. The mix of like we'll have like a Corona Premier or something, and then you mix it with menthol mint. Like the taste combination will fucking so, throw like, me off. Even just going Premier to the mint, like that that throws you off, That'll or like weird. going back to the beer after. Both. Okay. Both. Yeah. Both will throw me the fuck off. Yeah. Like it's weird. Like I kind of gotta like stick with one. Yeah, I don't usually mix liquor and beer except for when I do a podcast every Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we. I mean, we'll do it. We'll do it at. Uh, Tommy sells on like Saturdays, but but most of what I what I've been like to dr- been what I've been drinking like to drink is uh, I'll bring these over the Corona Premiers, but I've been doing Loyals too, and uh, the watermelon lemonade one is fucking bomb. So I'll like do that, and then we'll like he's we it's whiskey season now, so we'll be doing whiskey and like the combination of like the watermelon and lemonade mixed with like uh, whatever whiskey that we do, it just like it fucks with me. Like, yep, yep. I'm not like disgusted by it, but I'm just like the taste now is just like what the fuck is going on. Yeah. So that's why 
when this is all said and done, I'm going to make a compilation video of all the nips because I can guarantee you I'm going to like zoom in on my face and the majority of times me go, Ugh, Oh, dude, know? that is funny actually, yeah. You noticed that at all? Yeah. Just me going, No, Ugh. no, no, just like for you to make a compilation, compilation video of all of it, right? Just all of it. We have, a lot. Cool. we have a lot to go through. 113. <laughs> Holy shit. I don't know if we started right away, but we started pretty early. I want to say it was like five to ten episodes in. Yeah, I saved that clip. It's fucking somewhere. You you told me I found it. I think it's five, six episodes in. And it literally all started because the moonshine. Yeah. Yep. You got up. You're like, oh, dude, I got a surprise for you. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. You just like got up. You were gone. It's kind of like almost dead air for a few minutes. It's <laughs> 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 like his moonshine. That's what started it all. Kind of crazy to think. Dude, you know, the early like, days were so bad. Don't go listen to our first few stop. episodes. I might put the tune in like episode fifteen or so. I might put those all in private so no one can yeah, ever yeah. see it again. <laughs> Maybe delete them. Hide from that the from the internet. Yep. <laughs> but I don't know. I like them up because it shows like the evolution of everything too. Oh, yeah. I've yeah. kind of added, taken away, figured shit out. But yeah, those those beginning episodes were. Oof, was kind of rough. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We worked the kinks out, I think. Yeah, I some think we of, did. Some of them. Some of them. <laughs> some of them. Uh, I don't think we're going to get in trouble as much as uh, the original yeah. episodes. Yeah. But uh, one, go Bruins, baby. If you're watching the uh, if you're watching the YouTube, dude, this this is the old jersey. Let me get the fuck up. Let's go this. Vegas. These are like the old jerseys. Like the, uh, where is it? Vegas over Edmonton all day. Oh, where is it, man? The old CCM logo right there. <coughs> the bear right Fucking there. Fucking crazy. Just, uh, is there anyone on this? No, there's no one on this. Is it, this is like the one of the original. I used to wear this shit all the fucking time. I This is the exact same jersey I'd wear in like 2007, 2006 when the Bruins had jack shit. and couldn't win a goddamn I like when they added the little game. NHL piece right here. They have like the NHL logo. Oh, here the now. logo right yeah. here, yeah. And then they sick. got the laces underneath them too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually randomly found this this week because I was like, I was going through all my stuff. I was like, oh fuck yeah, I still have this. You know how old this thing is? Like, I mean, yeah, like it looks ripping. like the the Happy Gilmore jersey. <laughs> awesome. I thought I had uh, Sergey Samsonov was one of my fucking favorite players to watch. I'm shocked I didn't. I'm shocked I don't have this shit at all. Sergey Samsonov. Sergey Samsonov. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Uh, that's a list of names we keep fucking up. <laughs> Although I, I still think Samsonov's right. I still think Samsonov's right, and we all say Ilya Samsonov wrong. That's I, I mean, you I, you I were pushing Samsonov out of the gates. Well, that's because the, the announcer, announcer was were saying, saying it. it. Yeah, yeah. And then I was still confused, and I'm like, wait a minute, no, because we call it Sergey. The worst is the worst is some languages J is like Jesper, and some it's Jesper. Jesper. And then the same with Ra and Wa. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. Nicholas Roy. Roy and you know what I mean? Patrick Waugh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's tough. He's How fu- do you know? How are you supposed to know? He's fucking names. Yeah. That's the player. That's the place. Yeah, I don't have their numbers. We'll find them. We'll, yeah. I'll add them all on Twitter and be like, hey, how do you say your name? Yeah. Should just Ugh. be in all their bios. <laughs> <laughs> the phonetic <laughs> pronunciation. <laughs> don't they have those too? Like, you know, they got like the little speaker, just like you get to like press it and just like hit yeah, it yeah. instead of yeah. like, oh, okay, cool. That's what the NHL players should do, especially like if you're a European, you know, just you gotta fucking do it. Yeah. Those Finnish names, Swedish. Um I feel like especially uh Russian names are kind of bad too. what's the worst? Would it say Finnish or Swedish? Like I mean crazy. Brady Shea is the worst. S K J E I Shea. Shea. What the fuck? How do you get <laughs> Shea out of that? I don't know. 
I don't know. I'm done doing my homework on names. If I fuck up, I fuck up. Yeah. That's it. That's it. All right. Let's call it up. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If there's anything you want to see us cover next episode, let us know. Our links are in the description, and we'll see you all next week. Bye, guys. Peace. (laughs) 